What do you do for a living, Sloan? I'm a puppeteer. Excellent. And cut. I'm gonna have to pull the plug on this. I'm having an existential crisis. Drama. Lost my job, rent went up, roommates moved out. Merry Christmas. Nice to have you home, kiddo. Are you hiring right now by any chance? Nope. OK, that's just the pizza then. Hey, uh, Sloan, if you're looking to pick up some extra cash. Does this bar ever have a night for guys who dress up like Santa Claus? Your grandfather was knocking back at the Star Bar on Christmas Eve, gets totally wasted, mistakenly ends up with a bag full of cash and buries it during a snowstorm. Right. What if it's still there, just waiting for us to dig it up? We are in the middle of a genuine mystery here. Something really did happen that night, Kay. I'm not making it up. I can remember everything when my life flashes before my eyes. What? You're gonna have to try to kill me. Thanks anyway. Hey, Christmas to you. Why didn't it work? Why didn't you get a clue about the money? If you saw something, it's because you wanted to see it. Christmas. Well, here I am all alone again at the holidays. I guess nobody wants to come and talk about a movie that isn't Hallmark. It's not Lifetime. It's not Up. I have no idea what this movie was made for, and nobody else has seen it, so nobody... Oh, oh that somebody's at the door. Uh, oh, oh I up, guys, I upgraded my door design, so now um, it should go much smoother. Let's see if this works. And... Christine! Oh, hello. I just thought what? I'd stop by on this what? snowy winter eve. You? Why me? It's just such a long distance to travel. Did you travel by map? <laughs> yeah, like in the Muppet movie? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yes. That's exactly oh, how I did how it. I'm so surprised you. you knew. It is such a joy to see your your face in my mind since you yes. are actually still in Seattle and I am in New York. But note that right now I'm picturing you and you are like you are your face is actually in a Christmas ornament. Aw. And there is like you. a kind of foggy, uh, like snow graphic behind you. Um mm-hmm. wearing a mm-hmm. really cute little blue scarf. Aw. Yeah, you, you thank you. Adorable. I'm picturing you too, and you're a, a terrifying puppet. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes I am. Good golly. It's Holly Star. So you now, full disclosure, everybody, I am, in some cases, I was very careful about, like, I didn't want to tell anybody what movie to watch. Christine, I am overjoyed to have Christine as a guest star on, on I mean, you're, you're guest starring for Stocking Stuffers. Like, normally you're, you're a host, like you're, yeah. you know, but in this case. I'd like to think that every time we record, I'm a guest oh, star and it's really that, your you. podcast stop and I just that. show up to it. 
How dare you? <laughs> but in this case, you've you've stayed out of it as long as you could. And I, I you know, I sent an email or two. I'm like, hey, so do you want to do a, a stalking stuffer? And you were like, yeah, maybe. Without any more detail. And then finally, I'm like, so you doing it? Uh, which, which which services do you have? Because here's a list of movies on Amazon. Here's a list of ones on Netflix. Here's a list of, of some on Netflix. And I don't know. This one has a really weird plot description. Well, you sent me a list of movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm not kidding. Every single one of them had the word Christmas in the title. Except this one. Except so I ended thought, up watching it? I thought, well, look up the one that's not about Christmas. And then, See, well, not that. I mean, obviously it is. But it wasn't in the title, so I thought, like, maybe they're doing something different here. And then you were like, oh, that one has a wild description. I hadn't read the description. I went and read the description and immediately regretted my choice. Oh, I assumed when I said, um, I don't know, look at the description for this one, that that was enough for you. Because if, I don't know if anybody just heard the, like, little snippets of of sound. I didn't mean to do that. I was trying on Netflix to pull up the description. Uh, And that's, and of course, Netflix does that annoying thing where they think you want to watch everything all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I need to read it because I, I just think this is the best description. Maybe this is, this is a different description than the other one. So right now on Netflix, the description is, Home for the holidays, a broke puppeteer knows there's treasure buried somewhere under her town. To find it, all she has to do is die. Almost. Mm. So, yeah. it That's not really what this... I mean, it is what this is about, but it's not what this is about. <laughs> that's misleading. No, the And the <laughs> other one sounded... Oh, man, I'm mad I didn't write it down because I feel like... Two days ago, when I looked at the description, it was more magnetic poetry-esque. It was like, <laughs> bury treasure, puppets, it's a hard life for a puppeteer or something. But either way, this uh, let, let's talk a little bit about the plot of the movie. Let's talk about, okay. it's um, written and directed by a man named Michael Nick... Nick- <laughs> Michael Nichols or Michael Nicholas. I don't know how you pronounce it. Okay. Uh, he was an actor for a very long time. I don't know if you looked at his credits at all. I didn't. No. Okay. I, I wanted to get as far away from this as quickly as <laughs> possible. Uh, well, it's, he has an interesting filmography. He, ha- he made a few other films, none of which I've ever heard of. But more importantly, uh, he played Jim Morrison in Wayne's World 2. Oh, fun! Yeah, there you go. It's a, that's yeah. a touchstone for me. Well, and, and I, I love Wayne's World 2. I do too. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, I was. I found an article that I'll try to share. I found it on my phone, so I don't didn't save it. That was him kind of writing an essay about making this movie and just talking about the different challenges of making a low budget film. And it was mm-hmm. kind of charming because this, in case you couldn't guess, was not made for a lot of money. I. Uh, I couldn't. I could guess that. <laughs> in my in my issues with this movie are that. I find it, the plot confusing. Can you tell the listeners about the plot of Holly Star? So there is this woman who is a puppeteer. Mm-hmm. And I'm Her name on is not Holly. No. I, we'll get there. Um, I'm on board for this thing. I don't like the second your movie starts for me to not understand it's for me to to wonder if you know how anything works because <laughs> this woman is a puppeteer and it opens with like like a puppet commercial and oh we realize that she's filming a commercial and she's like the puppet coordinator on this commercial and then a dude comes up to her and is like oh you're fired but like 
what wasn't wouldn't an ad agency have been in charge of that and wouldn't she have been like outsourced talent and now she's not getting paid but she fabricated these puppets i didn't i was immediately out because <laughs> i didn't understand this um well i like how later in the movie one of the characters even says to her like how do you make money doing that and she I, kind of explains yeah and i liked that level of self-awareness but like you wouldn't you wouldn't get like balls deep into making a commercial yes. to the point where there are finished puppets and you're filming it and then somebody dismisses you and you get no money. That's not how the I don't think that's how the world works. Well, I mean, maybe I don't know. her expenses were already covered. Um, but the like big maybe so maybe she had I don't know. I, I'm just thinking through like the life of a freelance artist. And a lot of times they end up putting their own money up, even even when they shouldn't, and when they know it's going to be covered. But maybe, so she knew she had, it was going to be a national commercial, so she knew that she was going to be getting a lot of money that would, like, cover her for months. Which is true. Like, if, if you know any actors who've been in commercials, if it's a national commercial, it really does pay you a lot of money when it airs in all markets. So... Perhaps she had already used her advance or her whatever for that. And yeah, no, it doesn't really make sense. That they were... See, this is fair, but I just felt like I was doing a lot of work up front because That's I fair. didn't understand, which is fine. It's fine. But then she's like, I have no money. I'm going home for Christmas. Her parents are gone. Um, she hooks up with her childhood friend and then goes and sees her, her very uh, boisterous grandmother and then... Like she she gets her grandma's car and her grandma's car breaks down. Oh no, yeah, it breaks down yep. and then it it stalls in front of a <laughs> fucking parking lot and she just leaves it there. Granted, she had just I guess gotten a concussion. Ah, uh, yeah, I suppose. Those I don't know. She right after each other. She fell hard enough to like have a near death experience. Yes. So I guess what am I thinking expecting her to to take some responsibility for where she parked her car? <laughs> but surprising no one the car gets towed. Mm -hmm. She meets this kid, I don't know, this weird like wilderness kid that only came into town during Christmas. That was also confusing. <laughs> See, I didn't realize that he had a, an odd wilderness element to him. I just thought, oh, he's the low, he's the townie that she was in because even in the very beginning, the first time they they meet up with each other, it's like they knew each other in high school but that was it but it turns out like oh no like he was her first kiss and they were deeply together for a very long time and i guess his dad owns a christmas tree farm yep and so he comes to town once a month for christmas for yep. the to sell the trees but the rest of the time he's away but so like throughout the film then it's like oh no the two, these two were actually deeply in love but it doesn't it's not really established cleanly if you will no, and I, it's fine. I mean, I get, like, having, like, a weird fixation on somebody you might... Like, it's, it's akin to, like, going to camp for the summer and then, like... True. Like, having your camp friends. So, like, this was her, like, winter boyfriend. Right. Which is fine, but I want to know the, the inner workings of, like, what did he do for school? Did they just take him <laughs> out of school during Christmas? His like, I mean, I know that there's the a Christmas, Christmas break. Farm. But, like, I don't know. So that whole thing was weird. So then she needs money to get her car. And then he's basically like, I'm going to give you money to come work at this Christmas tree stall that we sell Christmas trees at. And she's like, nah, I don't want it. Because I guess she doesn't, she, like, is that opposed to being around him because of, like, emotions? And I'm like, okay, I guess. Yeah, but, maybe. But, like, 
So there's there's that whole thing. So she eventually goes and works at the Christmas tree shop with this boy, and they're like flirty and reliving their childhood, and that's great. But on top of that, she's having these weird flashes to like a puppet reality <laughs> where she sees her drunken yeah, puppet grandpa burying a bag of mm-hmm. money, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so then it turns into like this weird, like I have to go find this money, like a like a treasure hunty thing. And I was just like, okay, so we're doing this, but no, we're actually not doing this. This is not what the movie's about. Well, it, it is for a while because she gets this, and so then she decides to investigate because then little things start confirming that something like this does mean something. So she goes, she follows kind of some clues because she finds out in her, what is it? She has another near-death experience where she hears um, like a number, right? 55 Holly Star. And she doesn't know what that means, but she means, oh, that must be where it's buried. So she's trying to figure Mm -hmm. it out. And when doing that, she ends up at a bar where years ago, I guess her grandpa was the inventor of SantaCon. Yeah, yeah. Which mm-hmm, is that's fair. terrible. So she finds that's out fair. years earlier, her grandfather and a bunch of other like old fishermen in Maine, or lobster men in Maine, used to do a, do a pub crawl dressed as Santa, which is SantaCon, and which is the devil. And one year, there was a warring lobsterman who was going to pay a guy to destroy all the Santa's boats. And a big fight broke out, and there was a big bag of payout money that got lost in the shuffle, and everybody, and now she's like, Grandpa got that that bag and buried it at 55 Holly Star. I need to figure out what that means. And so then it's a mystery, and like Grandma's like, oh yeah, that's what he said right before he died. He said 55 Holly Star. So you're like, oh, okay, that, that does mean something. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, what does it mean, Christine? What is the resolution of this film? What is the buried yeah. treasure? Um, so apparently time is a flat circle. So her drunken Santa grandpa saw into the future. Mm. Ooh, yeah. You're, you're, right? it's, very, it's very like, you know, I have, I, it's, you've been watching Watchmen. I've been watching Watchmen. Like it's, it's very that it's very Dr. Manhattan in its own way. But isn't that what happened? Or am I to believe that th- is the bag Actually, so the fifty-five Holly Star is is like in the Christmas tree stall place. Yes, yeah, so like it's fifty-five dollars for a Holly Star. I don't fucking know what that means. But it, that's fine. It, her resolution at the end, the thing she discovers, is that oh, I'm I don't care about money, even though I have none, and kind of should care about money. Although her parents seem have a pretty nice house, so I guess like she's not destitute. But because throughout the movie, like, you know, she kind of wants money because she's a broke New York puppeteer. Of course she wants money. Mm-hmm. And Nature Boy is very dismissive of this. And at the end, she decides, oh, the thing I really want is you. And I guess we're supposed to take that she then abandons puppetry and moves to the Christmas farm. Yeah, because it's the next year, right? I think so. Okay. And you see that, like, she's at the Christmas farm, and what's at the Christmas farm? The 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 written on some wall somewhere is 55 Holly Star. So was it so, that? So is, is what happened was, is the money actually buried there in 
back when her grandfather buried the money, he buried it near there and saw that, which is bullshit because of inflation. So that wouldn't be the right, the same <laughs> price. Or did her f- grandfather, who said that on his deathbed, see into the future to see that that's where she would be? I don't know why he was so concerned with well, her. Uh, it, see, at the end of the movie, I took it to mean that there was no fortune, that the fortune was love. But then why was there a fortune? A red herring, maybe? <sighs> like communism? I don't know. I assumed at the end, at first I was like, okay, so she's going to find it eventually. Because one day she's going to turn around and see 55 Holly Star and be like, hey, nature boy, dig. So that we all have money. But mm-hmm. the movie never, like, I watched through the end credits because I'm like, are we going to get that scene where she finds mm-hmm. the money? But no, we don't. So then I thought maybe it's all about how it's not about money. How, no, the the reward of this movie was that she ends up with um, Peter Pan. I guess I didn't understand this movie. Oh, I didn't either. No. Oh, okay. This is kind of how I felt after walking out of I Know What You Did Last Summer, which is now, what, 22 years ago? Something like that? Yeah, something Uh, like that. Yeah, and I remember leaving the theater and being annoyed because we were, my friend and I were going to do something else that night, but decided to go see it, and I was disappointed. And as we're leaving, I'm like, yeah, and I can't believe, like, that whole, I mean, after all of that, we don't even, like, really know who the killer was. Like, the killer was just, spoiler alert, I know what you did last summer. The killer was, like, what, the guy they hit's future father-in-law or something? Like his, like, yeah. the dad, yeah. And my friend or... is like, no, it's the guy they hit. And I'm like, no, 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 he wasn't. Like, he, it, it's not. Like, it's not, it was the the guys the remember that's why it's and hey is there and all this yeah and we realized both of us didn't actually understand the reveal of this movie because it was done so poorly and not clearly and mm-hmm. that's maybe how i feel about holly star now thinking about it i don't like that i was that confused One i feel like it should be. have been yeah. fun when and it was like so many different genres and so many different things happening but none of them actually like came to fruition it, it's a weird movie because i i don't fully understand its intended audience or what yes. it's going because it's not to my knowledge it didn't air on any of the networks it's on netflix i don't know where it ended up before that it landed mm-hmm. on netflix eventually and it is grouped with the christmas movies it you know the cover art and the description and just looking at it you're like oh this is another smoky mountain christmas or whatever it is um but it's kind of that, uh, but also a lot of other things, but then not. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's a strange one. It is. Let's, sure. let's uh, should we dive into the tropes to see if it, yes. in fact, meets the Cozy Cardigan Christmas criteria? I don't think it's going to. But I'm not sure. I, I mean, there's a lot there. So our lead in need of a lesson. I mean, yes. Yeah, right? Sloan wants money and is told by everybody that she shouldn't want money. Christine, do you She's think weird. Sloane should want money? Um, yes, I believe that 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 um, money is a construct and that it means nothing. But also, she lives in the real world where she probably <laughs> has rent and maybe needs medical insurance because she keeps hitting her head. Yeah, she's she's a little clumsy. Uh, and the fact that she's this is the other thing that really bothered me about this movie 
is and this is a crummy thing is the year the stocking stuffer year started off so strong because i had a couple of movies in a row where i thought it was all going to be about trashing corporate femaledom but it wasn't like there was a few that surprised me where they kind of supported the woman's career and now i'm kind of like the last few i've watched have not done that and in this one like even other characters are like oh wow it's pretty cool that you're a puppeteer and that is pretty cool and then at the end of this movie it doesn't seem to matter because how much puppeteering can one do on a Christmas tree farm? I, I, I mean, it feels to me like she has realized that the only reason she liked puppets was because she liked her grandpa. True. And now that she realized her grandpa wanted her to be a Christmas tree farmer. Uh, apparently. Yeah. So number two is the setting. Um, we do start off in New York city. Do we not? Yep. Yeah, so I guess they had, I mean, we get the skyline shot, of course, that you get in every one of these movies, and you get one shot of her in front of, I guess, the, like, kind of over by the Hudson, so um, that was probably, like, post-filming, they were like, hey, we have a chance to go to New York for an hour, can we pull this off? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then (sighs) we go to Maine. Yes. Now, you are from New England. I I don't know how different, New England is a fairly dense place, so... How how similar did this Maine look to you like you were Rhode Island? Eh, enough. Mm-hmm. Um enough. Okay. But and I, I did they actually film there? They did actually, yeah. It was it was filmed yeah. in Maine. Most of the actors, aside from like the three leads, were all uh just local theater actors from Maine. Oh my god, I loved the dude uh that owned the towing company. Me too. He was fun. He was the best. But um Yes, um, it was it was appealing visually mm-hmm. to me. I liked the little like when she was in in town. Yep, I did enjoy that. I was like, oh, this is nice. And I think Zach might have said like, oh, what is this? It? And I said, well, it's Maine. <laughs> <laughs> That's just I what mean, it so looks. Yes, I will That's say what it looks like. I, I, now, bold statement. I enjoyed this more than I did it chapter two. You know. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so moving on to our bland love interest, who might work as a in in a manual labor field. Do we get? Oh, and he might be a childhood sweetheart. Well, yeah, yeah. We totally get those things. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I guess the character's name is Andy, but I do prefer to refer to him as Nature Boy, as you so perfectly <laughs> said. It's just weird. It was weird. Well, okay. you know. I didn't think of it until you kind of brought it up, but yeah, like, he wasn't just a townie, like, he was a rural, like, an out-of-townie, in a way. Yes. Um, And I liked him at first, and then he got kind of strange, and uh, kind of judgmental about, you know, living her life. Yeah, he was judgy. Yeah. Yes. Didn't like that. Uh, Montage. We get a few. uh, By my count, there were three montages in this movie. Do you know what they were? Um... Oh shit! No, that's okay. They they that tells you what an impression they left. There was the <laughs> applying for seasonal jobs montage. Yes, okay, I remember that one. Mm-hmm. There also, was you really calling people when we're applying for jobs. <laughs> but all right, you know most directors have not found a way to make applying for jobs on to make like submitting your resume through Indeed that visually appealing so they still have to have the newspaper like remember in burlesque when she's walking around la and crossing off things on her little newspaper i've, I've never seen burlesque i'm sorry i know i know 
that was the sound of my head exploding. How has that not happened? I think I've done like five other podcast episodes that isn't the feminine critique on burlesque. Yeah, I know it is. Other than the Nutcracker 3D, it is the movie I associate most with you. Oh my god, I... I am I feel like I just need to stop this right now and make you watch Burlesque and then come back and record an episode on Burlesque. You've broken We my can heart. do Burlesque if you want. I think we're going to have to. Okay. Whew. Whew. I, I, just, I mean, ugh. how have you been paying attention to figure skating the last few years without knowing the context of some of these Burlesque routines, Christine? I don't watch figure skating. Why are we friends? Uh, I know. Okay, so anyway, so there's also her working in the Christmas tree lot and having a hard yep. time moving Christmas trees. <gasps> yes, and she wouldn't. She what was her refusal with the gloves? Like just work get gloves work are like three dollars at Home Depot. They're not expensive. They're not like you're you're working like a manual labor job. You wear fucking work gloves. You're She's in gonna May. ruin it's her winter. fashion gloves. Yeah, and her hands. Yes. True. Ugh. So there's that, and then there is a when um, she goes to the magical Christmas tree farm with uh, Nature Boy's dad, Nature Dad, and nature dad, yeah. there's a bit of a montage of them loading Christmas trees into the truck that just seems to go on for a while. So I'd count that. Yeah. Montage. Yeah. Uh, number five, dead parents. No, uh, but they're not around. No, no, and that's a this is a weird thing that I feel like a lot of these movies have been doing lately is like the parents that go away for the holidays and leave their lonely children alone. Which is just an yeah. odd little thing. And it's odder, too, because she's, like, seems very, you know, sadly coming home for Christmas. And that's apparently the only time she comes home all year and her parents are gone, which tells you a <laughs> yeah, bit about the relationship. Yeah. Uh, but we do get a dead grandpa who's pretty key in the movie. Oh, that's true. All right. And there is a great line where uh, at one point when she sees nature boy again and he's like oh how are your parents she's like oh they're not around and he's like oh my god i'm so sorry because <laughs> he thinks they're dead, <laughs> they're so, dead. yeah yes. that, that that made me chuckle. i feel like that was like sort of like a little bonus point of dead parents uh but christine you think yeah. this isn't a cozy cardigan christmas movie number six is the sassy sidekick do we or do we not have a sassy sidekick in this fucking movie we really really do we do we do what did you think i I found her to be very annoying. I found her to be the closest cinematic representation in a Cozy Cardigan Christmas movie of me that I've ever seen. I knew you were going to say that. I really disagree. (laughs) Uh, Describe KK to the the audience, to the listeners. Um, a buffoon? (laughs) They, They don't respect that character. It makes me upset. Yeah, she could be. She could be like a fun, like sub- subversion of stuff. But like instead, she's like this weird, like I don't know. She's really into paintball. She is, and but I, I feel like she's not. Maybe I'm speaking for myself, but I feel like she's never presented judgment free. Like mm. she's always presented in a really like look at this idiot kind of way. <laughs> and what does it say about me that I'm like? Well, that's how people see me. <laughs> I I thought I thought the actress was fine. Yeah. I just didn't understand like what I was supposed to be getting out of the character. I thought I mean actually I thought both actresses I thought were good. I, I, thought, I liked the the main woman as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Her name is uh. So Catelyn or Caitlin Carlson was Sloane, and mm-hmm. I thought she actually handled the material really well. I thought she had good comic timing. She she made it work even if the character didn't quite know what she was doing. 
and KK is Taya Pat, who mm. uh, I don't know that she, I mean, she actually has a career. Like, she's worked a lot. Um, she was in the Deadwood TV movie. She was on a couple of episodes of Fear the Walking Dead. So, like, she seems to have a career. I think she was one of the other, like, non-main actors. And she goes for it. I, I I really wish they had just said that she was a lesbian because I think that just yes. would have made the movie more interesting because it feels yeah. like she is. Um, and I just think it would have been like, again, this is your chance when you are not a Hallmark movie. Like you have the chance to stand out and it doesn't quite, but it, I feel like it had it, could have had it with her. Hmm. Um, all right. So then, oh, and she does wear big like Christmas ornament earrings at one point. So that works too. Just yeah. bonus points for being the sassy sidekick. Uh, evil woman or evil boss character we do not get. No. Right? No. Yeah. That's uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I don't want to pit women against each other. Yeah. Next is slapstick. Yes. When, the, the tree stuff. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of... I mean, she slips on ice and hits her head, and that starts the plot of the movie, essentially. That's true. That's true. Uh, then she chokes on a candy cane. Yeah, I, I can't believe I almost forgot about that. <laughs> and now that I said that, I realized I kind of forgot one other kind of montage, which goes into slapstick, which is, so the whole thing is she realizes the only time she can like tap into these childhood memories is when she has a near-death life experience. Mm-hmm. So KK is constantly like trying to scare her, which occasionally is kind of funny and weird. Yeah. It it is kind. Of, it's definitely weird. Uh, like so, the main the main strife between her and the Christmas tree guy is like sh- KK comes and pretends to shoot her, which is great. And, and like he's like legit mad, and I kind of got it. I was like, yeah, but it was. I don't know why he was mad at Sloan. Right. Like she didn't. She yeah. wasn't in on it. No, no, no. And it's like done in slow motion to where like you're watching it and you know it's KK, but Sloan seems to not know it's KK. Yeah. So when she gets shot, it's treated very dramatically. But there's also... <laughs> adding, adding to the hilarity. obvious for some people like me. Um, there's also the... Uh, so... <laughs> They decide at one point, well, okay, how can we induce a near, near death life experience? So, um, Sloane has KK try to run her over with her car, which isn't going well because she's like, no, no, you have to, and that scene was funny. Like, so KK is like trying to drive at her, but like keep stopping short. She's like, no, 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 you have to make me think I'm going to die. She's like, uh, how do we do that? So finally, like they just go for it and Sloane's hanging on the car and it's spinning around and that's a montage and it made me chuckle, maybe. <sighs> That's very funny. Oh, this movie is bizarre. It's very weird. Uh, right on down to number nine, our sage old person. Which, yeah. you know, I mean, we have Grandpa, who apparently was wise beyond his life and death cycle. <laughs> but more importantly, we get Grandma. Grandma! I forgot about her! How do you forget about She's Grandma? Like- She's like, I like to dance. I Also, there was a the timeline stuff that I didn't really understand. Like, the grandfather died last year, but she was acting like she'd been in the retirement like, home, well, like, ever. Well, now, two things. One, she, they could have been in the retirement home together, for all we know. That's a good, that's a good point, yeah. Right. And the other thing, like, I love how, qui- like, how quickly she moved on. 
Yes. Like, she, she wasted no time grieving. I, maybe she did. Like, maybe it was, like, a month of wearing black and being sad, and then she's like, you know what? I got a life to live. And just owns that retirement home and um, sasses it up all over the place. Like, you almost wish and wonder if it was cut for, like, budgetary reasons. There had to be a scene of her rapping, right? Oh, I hope not. Ah. Uh, yeah, and I, she, I don't know that she gives any sage wisdom, but she's supportive and it instigates a little, without maybe knowing or intentionally causes a lot of things to happen, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then last is Santa Claus. Yes, oh my gosh. For as, like, for as, I don't know, not one of these movies as this is, it's 100% one of these movies. See what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, talk about the Santa Claus that we see in this movie. We see a creepy little drunk puppet oh, God. Santa Claus. Ugh, and they're puppets where their mouths don't move and they have very uh, specific voices. And it's very unsettling. The yep. little girl puppet actually horrified me more. Oh, yeah, she was unsettling. Yeah, very much. Uh, but that that actually takes us into the bonus bonus round. And the first part, of course, is public domain holiday songs. I don't know. Did you hear any? Not that I remember. Did, was there any music in this movie? Because all of it was public domain holiday songs. Oh, uh, was it? Oh, yes. Yeah. I remember when they were at the party. I forgot. I forget this list, so I don't pay attention specifically uh, for it. That's okay. I can tell you that there was... Uh, multiple jingle bells there was holly and the ivy there was an oh christmas tree even though they didn't play the oh christmas tree during the christmas tree montage which kind of oh did they me. go ice skating uh we'll get to ice skating but yes uh, there is ice skating i just, rem- I just remembered mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay okay the other part of public domain that does get thrown in here is at one point there's a drive-in scene is there not yes at the end right do, did you real recognize what movie was playing on the drive-in um yeah wasn't it uh, that one that one <laughs> that one that is uh known as being <laughs> the most public domain movie of all time because that's why it used to air on christmas every single network every single day in the 90s what is the name it's a that, wonderful life uh, it's a wonderful life i couldn't think of it i kept wanting to say miracle on 34th street different movie but not I, public domain but i couldn't remember <laughs> nope. the name but it's a wonderful life you can put in any movie and there it is and we get it in this one uh the next is the cloying child but i'm gonna pair it with cloying child and ice skating because we get cloying puppet children on ice oh yeah like right? isn't there first kiss puppet kisses it's puppet kisses yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Oh boy! Oh boy! This movie's weird. <laughs> oh yeah, and it like, I mean, there's puppet children and they're ice yep. skating and they're falling when they're ice skating, so it's even more slapstick. But they're like that was a new one. Was combining all of those things in one was exciting to me. <laughs> uh, we didn't get any Canadianisms because it's filmed in Maine. Um, yep. We. A character with a Christmas name. I was like, oh, bam, Holly. But nope, that's not her name. No. I know, which is disturbing, because why make a Christmas movie and not have your character named Holly? Um, and wasn't the gas truck that drove by, like, Holly Gas or yes, something? Yes, And I thought that was going to come back into play, but I guess not. Nope. I mean, it did almost kill her. So maybe, maybe it's... Maybe that's what it is. Maybe none of this really happened, and she almost got killed by that truck, and that's why she thought that. 
Or maybe she did get killed by the truck, and this is actually <gasps> her after death. Mm. I'm shocked. Yeah, there is at one point, um, KK is talking to one of her teammates on the paintball team, and her name is Joy. So we got we get that thrown in there. There you go. Uh, no Christmas tree lightings, no karaoke, um, inability to act with an empty coffee cup or with a coffee cup for actors who are trying to drink coffee, but there's clearly no coffee in it. Uh, did, did you catch any of that? It definitely was there. Mm, I didn't, but obviously. I mean, why wouldn't it be, of right? Of course, yeah. Um and then some of the others are surprisingly aren't there. The going to bed early or the sprinkle sound effect uh, or even the red and green. And co- like usually a lot of these now are very conscious of if one character is wearing red, making the other character wear green. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's there a little bit, but not overbearing. I, I just yeah. think this is made by somebody who hasn't made these movies or watched a lot of them. So he didn't know what he could have tapped into. <laughs> But that's what, uh, circling back. It's strange how how much it doesn't necessarily yeah. feel like one of these, but how many of the things are actually employed. It's a really good point. Yeah, it's. I guess is there only one way to make a Christmas movie? Is that what it comes down to? I guess so. Yeah. So, what Oof. are your final thoughts on Holly Star? Do you recommend others watch it? I mean, I've seen way worse oh, things. Yes. Oh yes. It wasn't painful to watch. It wasn't incompetently made. It just really it highlights that these things aren't for me. Mm-hmm, Other fair. than like the oddity of them, I don't like this. I don't. There were no consequences. I don't. But people enjoy like stories that get wrapped up nicely and then they can go on with their lives. Yeah, I, that's not what I like. So, like, if you like that. But see, I, you know, as you say that, because I think that is has been the big appeal of these movies, is that it is yeah. pure comfort food, because you know everything is going to get resolved in two hours. Mm-hmm. The frustrating thing about this one is, does it? Because you and I don't understand the ending. I mean, I, everybody seemed happy. Yeah, but but where's the money? What happened to the money? The money was the joy of family or something. (sighs) I mean, realistically, I don't know. How how long can one successfully thrive on a Christmas tree farm with this climate, right? (sighs) Many questions. Many. Many questions. I don't know. Did you like it? I don't know. Um, It's hard to say because to put it in context with... You know, the other movies I've watched this year, on one hand, it was just refreshing because it was so different from everything else. Yeah. Just because it clearly was not made by the Hallmark machine, the Lifetime machine. Mm -hmm. It felt kind of something of its own thing. Like, it felt like, oh, no, this was made by a guy that wanted to make this movie and tell this story. So that's refreshing. But on the other, it is not particularly a good, interesting notable story to tell so Mm -hmm. i didn't get much out of it other than occasionally being like wait what so yeah yeah, that's kind of where i'm left like if you want something different but still in the canon it's there but again it's not really there so i don't know that it's really suitable for anyone in particular yeah um that's i think that that's pretty concise and considering this is the only movie of this nature i've watched i haven't watched any christmas movies and i don't plan to so like this to me was was real jarring i get it like what is this what am i watching but i guess if you've been um consuming them at the rate you have it might have been a bit of a palate cleanser 
in a way, it's still jarring because it's just yeah. doing things slightly different. But um, yeah, not necessarily in the best of ways. Mm. Uh, well, thank you for joining me for for this. I, uh, I I did I I made you some gluten free hot chocolate, so I hope. You thank know, you. If nothing else, you can leave with that and and have something of, of a good holiday. Please put it in an empty cup for me. Obviously, obviously, and and make sure. Remember, you have to blow on it or like blow very lightly and ladylike on it before you then lift it to your lips and don't actually drink it like lift it to your lips and then I'll cut the camera away before you actually have to oh, touch thank your you. so don't worry about that thank you yeah anytime dear Merry Christmas Merry Christmas chestnuts and holly and pine fill the air and songs of the season are heard everywhere Though everyone's happy And full of good cheer Some guy named Mo Ruined my Christmas this year <clears throat> Mo Teitelbaum, Mo Teitelbaum You didn't bomb my dad and mom And sister Kate and brother Tom You did as well indeed and bomb When you embalmed my family, it's so confused and puzzled me. Oh, title bomb, I must confide. I wish you'd waited till they died. The four of them you didn't bomb, you screwed up big time, title bomb. I try remaining cool and calm. But it's not working, title bomb. Oh, how I miss my brother Tom, my sister Kate, and dad and mom. Another thing I can't believe you did it all on Christmas Eve. Oh, title bomb, I wish you tried to simply wait until they died. You may be proud of. Just a jerk You did a fine job, title bomb Embalming sis and brother Tom Both mom and dad looked so unique Like they could sit right up and speak Embalming folks is what you do But one thing I should say to you It's good advice and must be said Do not embalm folks till the dead Four of them you didn't bomb. You're such a schmuck,